Morini Betuna and welcome back to another inspired episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome yet to another episode Betuna. Today I want to talk about a topic that is fitting for where we are right now. It's October, we are tired, we are burnt out. But before I do that, I think it's funny that the last episode that I recorded and uploaded was an episode on self-sabotage. And then I slipped right back to my own self-sabotaging behaviors for a whole month. Like if it wasn't for a creator called I Understood on TikTok and her newsletters, sign up for her newsletters. This is free promo. Like if it wasn't for her and her newsletters, dropping bars for bars for bars every single week i don't know if i would have made it out of my slump but i am back and i'm saying f you to the need to be perfect and i'm coming back with another podcast episode again that's fitting for where we currently are in the year time is a is a funny thing time is a finite resource right we only have 24 hours in a day Energy, on the other hand, it's, it's, it's something very different, right? When I think of energy, I think of capacity to work, right? Our capacity to work, which falls into four main buckets, right? The body, our emotions, the mind, our spirit, right? Now, in each bucket, if you look at it, energy can be expanded and can be regularly renewed, right by establishing rituals that will be specific to you right so think of establishing a good bedtime ritual think of making sure that you schedule time for rest within your days think of making sure that you eat a nutritious diet right and to recharge ourselves within these four buckets we we have to identify something i call the costs of energy things that depletes our energy and then subsequently take responsibility for changing those things, right? In order for us to lead happier and productive lives. And unfortunately, the onus lies on us to make these changes. So it's October, it's quarter to December and the year year end fatigue is creeping in. We are tired. Guys, I'm so tired. We are exhausted and quite frankly, we do not have enough energy to be passing around. It's that time of year where we need to finish off strong and managing our energy and directing it to things and people that matter is the only way that we're going to make it out of the year. It's the only way. I always say this. I always say that where you direct your attention where you direct your attention is where you place your energy. So now is not the time to be giving your energy to people and things that no longer serve you, right? So without wasting any time, let's jump into today's episode. Now, in my in my 25 years of living, I've come to realize just how important time management is, right? Especially if you're a corporate girly like me. You need to plan your days, know what you are doing, right? When at what time, know what you are working on each day, know what you're spending your time on after work, how much time you're allocating to the things that you're doing, how much work. Know that you need to, you know, work and rest within your schedule as well to make sure that you have enough time for the things that you're passionate about and to avoid burnout, 
right? Ensuring a healthy work-life balance. But what goes hand in hand with time management is energy management. And actually, I would like to say that energy management is the byproduct of time management. And I'll explain what I mean later on in this, in this episode. But energy management is a byproduct of time, time management. No, time management is the byproduct of energy management is what I mean, right? So in your 20s, I don't think you can afford to be giving every Jack and Jill your energy, We are protecting our energies over here, only giving it to things and people, again, that makes us happy, you know, that allows us to be our happier and more productive selves. So our art, our music, our business, our side hustles and so forth. But if you haven't heard of energy management, get in the back, grab a pen and paper because you're about to learn something. I think the best example that I can find or that I could think of of when I think of energy management in women specifically it's cycle syncing now I know I'm sidetracking a bit but cycle syncing is the best perfect depiction of managing your energies now for those who aren't familiar with what cycle syncing is it is when you adjust your lifestyle and your habits things like your diet and your exercise routine to match the phases of your menstrual cycle right and we all know that our hormones as women fluctuate throughout the month meaning that our energy levels are not constant right now cycle syncing offers an alternative way of life where you are literally working with what you with what you have you're literally working with what you have for example right we know the phases of our cycle the menstrual phase follicular phase ovulatory phase and our luteal phase right menstrual phase don't talk to me don't touch me don't look at me i'm not feeling well i don't have enough energy right i go to gym five five days a week but i adjust my lifestyle to fit with the current phase that I'm in in that specific month right so in my menstrual phase for example I don't have the physical ability to lift that 15 kg as I usually do when I'm in my luteal phase so I'm only going to do light movements right I'm going to keep it cute keep it light maybe do a treadmill maybe do maybe cycle or whatever right and then moving on to my follicular phase yeah, I'm still recovering. I'm feeling a bit stronger, but I'm still low in stamina, right? So I'm going to do a little bit of strength training. I'm not going to I'm not going to overdo it, right? Because I'm not 100% there. But when it hits to my ovulatory phase, oh, I'm the Hulk, babes. I'm the Hulk. I'm lifting, I'm deadlifting, I'm doing everything because that specific phase in that month is where I have the most energy, right? That's where I write the script to this podcast. That's where I do a lot of my mental, mentally challenging work during that time. Because once that luteal phase hits in and my body is preparing for another cycle, my energies are dropping. So yeah, you know what it is. All the women listening to this podcast, you know what's up. It's, it's, that, it's that emotional breakdown phase right so what's my point with this my point is working with yourself and understanding that prioritizing energy management rather than time management is a much more sustainable way of achieving what we want to achieve in our life another thing that we need to take note of is that all of the things that we want to do in our life 
our goals, what we want to achieve, whatever, is not going to happen all at once, right? It's not going to happen all at once. So it's no use running around frazzled, depressed, that things are not falling into place because you won't see the results of your efforts all at once. Therefore, instead of being paralyzed by the many things that we have to do, our very, very long to-do lists, I think if we take a much more intentional approach with our goals, that's much more sustainable. That's a much more sustainable way of living. Because as ambitious people, we we tend to focus on the outcome, right? We tend to be goal-orientated, goal-driven. We want to achieve a certain goal so that we can take it off as done. But sometimes life happens and a goal that you thought that was going to take you six months is going to take you 12 months now. And these things happen and that's okay. And that doesn't mean that you should now let frustration creep in, right? Or let doubt creep in or abandon that goal. It's just not going to happen all at once. And that's fine. Things take time, right? And that's my first call out for today, that things take time and it's not going to happen all at once, which leads me to my next point being that we, we need to focus our energies. It is crucial for you now to direct your efforts towards the most important tasks, the task that will have the greatest impact and reprioritize if you have to reprioritize. Now, as someone who used to consider myself as a master of multitasking, hey, listen, I wore that badge with confidence on my chest. I used to identify as a master of multitasking for so many years. And I think the reason why I identified with being a a, a serial multitasker was out of confusion, actually, because it's not that I'm good at multitasking. I'm just a naturally high functioning individual. I need to be stimulated by a lot of things all at the same time, right? That's why I never, I never make a good housewife because girl, I need, I need, my mind needs to be on something. I need to do something. And it is through this Delulu behavior <laughs> of thinking that I'm a multitasker that I've learned that spreading myself too thin can actually lead to inefficiencies it can lead to burnout and honestly a lower quality of work because there is no way that you are telling me that working on three separate projects at the same time is going to produce the same output but also produce the same quality of work. Mm -mm. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. So this is what I do. This is what I do. I do an energy audit. I write down the list of all of the projects that I'm involved in, in and outside of work, side projects, side hustles, my relationships, all of that good stuff. And I identify which areas that I can improve and which areas that I can just honestly drop the dead weight because, oh, you know, so if something's not worth it anymore, I, I just drop the dead weight. In the beginning of the episode, I spoke about identifying the cost of energy within the four buckets, right? The body, Um, our emotions, our mind, and our spirit. So right now, I want you to ask yourself, are you prioritizing the correct resource? Because if you think about it, if you think about it, time management or squarely focusing on time management can lead to burnout. It can lead to stress and fatigue because you focused on what you're doing when you're doing, it's very rigid, you know, not very flexible. You're not factoring times of rest. You're not factoring times that will rejuvenate your spirit. And you're not factoring times 
for your mental health. So how do you then prioritize the right thing? I think a good place to start um, is to include rest and recovery in your day-to-day life. Now, as a high-functioning person, like I've mentioned, this is very important to me. Because I am such a high-functioning person, it's very easy for me to just shift gears and do 11 million things in one day. And it's very difficult for me to identify when I need to slow down and when I'm heading right towards burnout. Usually, I, I don't really realize that I'm burnt out up until the last minute. So... I have to factor in times of rest. Like I'll plan out my day from morning up until the evening. But in between my days, there's time for watch series for two hours. Watch Ndondon for two hours. Because I need to mentally disengage from a previous project, rest a bit, and then mentally prepare for the next one. So please make sure that you are including rest and recovery in your life. I think the second way in which you can prioritize the right thing is to learn how to ask for help and learn how to delegate. And a lot of us struggle with this one, including myself. So after having detailed what depletes your energy and what energizes you, I think it's only natural um, that you either ask for help, drop it or delegate the work or just simply say no. And a lot of us struggle with this one. I struggle with asking for help because I'm not very vulnerable. I don't like exposing my needs and my struggles to others, but also I have to feel safe in order for me to be vulnerable. If I don't feel safe, oh, you're not getting anything out of me. And that too is something that I continuously working on, but it's very unsustainable because again, I've realized that I can't do everything by myself. I can't bear the weight of every single thing. And I'm going to have to trust other people to do work me that I was supposed to do and trust that they'll be able to provide the quality of work um, that I require, right? But a lot of us struggle with asking for help for a lot of other reasons. Some other people struggle because they have a fear of rejection and it's very valid, right? Being afraid to ask for help because people fear being rejected or judged by others. But also this fear of this negative reaction can be very discouraging, very discouraging from seeking for help. Other people are too self-reliant, you know, hyper-independence and all, you know, they believe that asking for help is a sign of weakness or they don't really trust that other people will be able to handle their problems as much as they will be able to handle it, which is valid, right? I think another reason that I can think of is people have pride and we have very inflated egos. I feel like that's that's self-explanatory, right? A lot of cultures and societies out there uh, have a problem with stigma. They have a problem with stigma. They have stigma associated from seeking help, right, for, for mental health issues or from personal issues. And I feel like this can also be a deterrent from people reaching out and asking for help and then a lack of trust or rather a lack of trust in the availability of a reliable support system from others, if that makes sense. So there's a lot of people, there's a lot of reasons why people struggle with asking for help, but it has to be done. And I think the last point I want to mention is that you need to celebrate yourself, girl. You need to celebrate yourself. One thing is sweet, one thing that I never forget to do is to celebrate myself for working smarter and not harder. 
because I feel like reflecting on your own accomplishments and, you know, acknowledging the positive impact of your efforts in your life can be so empowering, very empowering, very encouraging, and it actually motivates you even further you know, celebrate yourself, celebrate yourself. And there are so many benefits of celebrating yourself, actually, you know, because working smarter and managing your energy actually leads to more sustainable success in the long run, right? Because you're learning to work with what you have and you're optimizing yourself for your productivity and for your well-being while also avoiding burnout, you know, and maintaining some level of high level performance over time. So, so many benefits, Mdase. Like it, 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 it increases your resilience because it reminds you of your capabilities because you see the positive outcomes. Ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the end of this week's episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave a five-star review for your girl because I see you guys listening, but you guys are not leaving reviews, but you guys are listening. So please, please, please um, leave a five-star review for your girl. And as always, this is not a me thing. This is an us thing. So please feel free to let me know what to talk about next. See you next time. Bye.